2: Hello, the Internet, and welcome to Season 308, Episode 4 of Dirt Daily's Zeitgeist, a Ah! production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Thursday, October 12th,
3: 2023. Oh, yeah. 10-12. You know what that is, Jack? Just tell them. Just say it. Just make up a day. Probably there's probably a chance it's on. Yep. National Pineapple Ice Cream Day. Oh, very close! Uh, World Sight Day, National Vermont Day, uh, National Free Thought Day, which kind of raises some tomorrow. hairs. Yeah, the yeah. And uh, National Savings Day, National Gumbo Day. I think probably the most important for all. You know, obviously mm-hmm. respect to gumbo, respect to all cooking, especially that comes from the must country. Respect the gumbo. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Honey Tree Evil Eye. You know I love booze. Can't (laughs) help myself. I love booze and nobody else. Going out all night. Going Mm -hmm. out. Doing some blow. (laughs) Doing some (laughs) blow. (laughs) That's courtesy of Steaming Chuck on the Discord. It really... I've never been more certain that a dog was doing blow, like had a major cocaine habit than I am. Uh, Honey Tree Evil Eye, of course, this is in reference to us yes, discovering Honey Tree Evil Eye's real name, or Spud's Mackenzie's real name was Honey Tree Honey Tree Evil Eye. Mm. And that dog was and not just because they were a icon of the eighties, but just just the whole thing. The 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 Hawaiian shirt the kind of puffy face mm-hmm. that that dog was you know not just drinking Bud Light it was, he oh, was yeah, fueling yeah. He was having a few nose beers some, too yeah <laughs> a couple <of> nose beers <laughs> anyways I'm thrilled to be joined as
3: always by my co-host
2: Mr. Miles Gray oh
3: yeah aka I've got drills so don't go buying you can borrow if you will Social power is amplifying, it's electrifying. You better show up, play for ooh, Team ooh, Human, ooh. keep our garbage free of tools. You better, show, you better up. show up, drill a hole for me, then come to my barbecue. Oh, <laughs> shout out to uh, the past guest, Douglas Douglas. Rush- Cash, Cash. Cash. I'm out. Just share them drills, have a barbecue, and let's move forward. Shout out to Blinky Heck for that Grease, a.k.a. the one musical I do know the song, most of the songs, too. So thank yeah. you for putting that in my wheelhouse. I Got Shoes There Made of Plywood was
2: one of the misheard lyrics from my, uh, excuse me, while I kiss this guy, uh, misheard lyrics book that I've referenced in the past. mong um, Greens, as Brian yeah, has, Mon uh, Greens. producer
3: Brian has told us, yes. But nobody thought it was, I got
2: shoes, they're made of plywood. I, I know, got shoes,
3: <laughs> they're made of plywood. That okay. feels,
2: They had like two, yeah, uh, as I mentioned before, they had two actual misheard, misheard lyrics and then they just were like in a writer's room being like, fuck, just all right. having a nervous breakdown <laughs> trying to make up other we, what ones. What else can we do? What else, what else, what else? Uh, <laughs> shoes, they're made of plywood. That's something yeah. people might have thought. Anyways, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a brilliant writer, host, producer behind shows like Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Brilliant writer you can read at Vulture, the AV Club, Team Vogue. Mm -hmm. You've heard her on Pop Culture Happy Hour, much more importantly on the Daily Zeitgeist, because it is the brilliant, the talented, Joelle Moniz,
1: The goddess of taste. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I'll take it. I'm adding it to my monikers. Goddess of Taste is an ex- exquisite moniker. Thank you. I mean, I it just feels that. very
3: official. You know what I mean? Yeah,
4: yeah. It's, I, I, I'm down with that. I have, uh, they reference me as their queen over on Fake Doctors. Here I'll be a goddess. This is doing a lot for my ego yeah. being it. I, I really respect that.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. It's just it, it's look. You just present yourself as you are, and we are just observing and giving our objective analysis, observations, <laughs> if we will, just yes. painting portraits over here. <laughs>
5: I'm just this is kind of.
3: And... You'd think. Wait, was was Ambrosia
5: the goddess of
4: taste? Oh, she's was a goddess think. of something. I know she has yeah, got a certainly. salad that's not a salad and really weird.
3: Yeah,
2: that's like
4: marshmallow.
3: Goddess, can <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> goddess of weird <laughs> salads. Yeah,
1: goddess <laughs> of weird salads.
2: Goddess of salads that aren't really salads, along yeah, with yeah. like tuna salad and <laughs> chicken salad. <laughs> just yeah, salad is in a in a. Other countries is a word that
3: translates to mayonnaise. Oh wait, Ambrosia <laughs> wasn't a goddess, but a nymph.
4: Oh, um, sorry, sorry. Don't like my Greek goddess mythology. Goddess adjacent.
3: Has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You're kicking it with Dionysus, so you're good. That's right.
4: The best god.
3: This is <laughs> wine the-
2: god. This is probably the first time we've been three people on an episode of Daily Zeitgeist who saw each other in person very recently. You, yes. Within the last 24 last hours. Yeah.
3: 16 hours, I would say. Hot damn. That's yeah. <laughs> what we do. That's what we do. We had a nice dinner last night with the whole team. Shout out to everybody that was there. So cute. It was yeah, yeah. It was
4: good. Good select, Miles. Huh? I said so it was a good select. You selected the restaurant, Oh, the yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles, pulled yeah, yeah. The re- Miles pulled the restaurant.
3: Good food. Good food. Yeah, yes. look. I'm 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 not a taste god. I'm merely just <laughs> just someone who likes to eat. You know, I'm That's not right. I'm not quite a deity yet. I'm trying though, I'm trying.
4: I'll knight you as a goddess of you like you, you, know, Thank you. A yeah. Yeah, It yeah. has to
3: be with a lightsaber though, or else I won't respect it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Joel, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh we're gonna talk about RFK Jr., who will now be running as an independent and the overall Response to that news, we'll talk about yeah. the Scholastic Book Fair, who responded badly to people being like, they caught the woke mind virus. We got Okay, take- okay, okay, okay.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah. What do you want sorry, us to sorry, do? Sir. You just tell we'll sell, us we'll sell pokemon cards instead yeah. of books about diversity. Yeah. Jesus.
2: <laughs> so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how uh the new NASA spacesuits will be made by Prada for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. But this this made me identify the spacesuit as something. That looks way better than it has any right. Bre- like it's, I don't know who it's I the guess fucking the spacesuit. It's the spacesuit looks fucking dope, man, and it always kind of has, and I'd always sort of taken it for granted that it did until they put it in this fashion context, and now I'm like, man, like that. That spacesuit is fucking dude, fire! The like 88? that orange one from 88? eighty-eight flights. Yeah, we Iconic. both
3: pointed out the re- the same one at the same exact time. Yeah, because that shit is lit. I feel like that kind of mainstreamed wearing like that sort of safety orange yeah. color as like a like something part of the Ooh. fashion palette. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having the taste goddess on with us, we'll mm-hmm. take a look at that. We'll,
2: we I also just want to identify other kind of uniforms examples of uniforms are like you know clothing that are just way more fashionable way cooler than they have any right to be yeah so we'll talk about that we'll talk about the erotic thriller being back maybe kind of mm. um and we'll talk about uh, the Seinfeld reunion that isn't happening so anybody oh, who's waiting on that, doesn't so don't their even. Hope so. No
3: point in talking about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but just so the point of talking about it is like it's guys they're fucking doing another Super Bowl commercial. Like, it's almost oh, like a Super Bowl commercial, on? right? All right, I like guess. A, I don't know. Yeah, let them know what we'll was the other one, like Ferris Bueller, where they're like a new sequel to Ferris Bueller. It's like what? What? Why would anybody want to see that? And what is? What would it be about? Like, as well, as but then now? it was a Super Bowl commercial with old. Matthew Broderick. Whatever, Broderick doing Ferris Bueller stuff and it was fine it was able to sustain a whole 90 seconds which yeah
3: anyways wow uh, well that's like it would be funny if they had it come back together and like Cameron who plays Connor Roy like Alan Ruck from, <laughs> from, yeah. from Ferris Bueller's day off like they fast forward and he's like I'm actually I was Connor Roy that whole time
4: no, yeah,
3: uh, there's one thing you don't know because wasn't it his dad's car that they? He fucked was so up? scared of his yes. dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's oh, He's the main that would...
4: character of that story anyway. So like, when you come back, because who could, nobody cares about Ferris, like perfect kid yeah. who has a wonderful day. Not the key element of the story. It's his best no. friend who's like trying to figure out what to do with his life. As he's like on the precipice of going off to college. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I would definitely come back and watch a Connor Roy style like, has, but yeah. he'd be the cool version of Conor Roy because he was like, no, screw you, Dad. I did fuck up your car. And I don't give a shit. Is he going to fold? Scene?
2: He was going to fold the second his dad got home. He was going to put no. Ferris Bueller in prison. <laughs> he was going to be like, "Dad, Ferris stole the car," and that he was like, "And he
3: fucking like led a St. Patrick's Day parade and shit too." Like, illegally. Yeah. and broke <laughs> into a, powerful, a dance dad. number with people. Could have ran him
4: out to the principal like immediately the next <laughs> yeah. day. It's a terrible. Tried to I don't murder
3: love that this. principal, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Cameron Fry, Connor Roy. I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of right there, folks. It's I feel right like there. that's like some kind of fan video someone would cut to try and make it seem like that was like young Connor Roy. Anyway, there's an idea for people. He's always
2: been, won't go You know, channeling a ruined scion of the wealthy. So right, you know, that's it's a very specific thing, but you know, it's it's kept him enclosed for a, for a long time. It's kept yeah. him doing pretty well. Kept him working. Yeah. Anyways, all of that, plenty more. But first, Joelle Monique, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history?
4: Okay, so stay with me on this one. <laughs> Best bread maker woman. I was looking <laughs> for the name <laughs> of a woman who bakes bread really well. Her name is Nancy Silver- in Silverton. Nancy. Silverton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She created the bread over at La Brea Bakery. It is so damn good. Google came back with, like, here's a bunch of bread makers women might like. Not at all what I was looking for, but we found her eventually.
2: <laughs> and does that mean they're just bread makers, but they're pink? Is that, like... <laughs> yeah, here's how, a pretty uh, teal
4: one. Here's right. a, one that's easy to use. The favorite <laughs> bread maker women <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the favorite one I came across was like, all you have to do is just dump all the ingredients in the bread maker and it'll knead and then bake the dough for you. Mm. I was like, I wouldn't trust this, but I like the idea that out there someone's like, I want bread without any effort, but not enough to like go buy a loaf of bread. Right. So I still want the smell of I fresh make, baked bread in my house.
2: Yeah. I want to make fresh break, baked bread without Realizing I'm doing that, right. like yeah. by accident, <laughs> I want to accidentally
3: make fresh made bread. Whoa, that's oh, bread! Oh damn, look <laughs> at that! <Big. laughs> oh, I'm having that. I'm having that. It's oh, why Nancy God. Silverton, I'm the goat, you know, Mozart fucking have mm-hmm. you been to um triple beam the pizza place in i have Highland not Park?
4: been to triple beam triple but beam people, lyrical like, supreme love it triple I've beam lyrical dream i'd be that, I'll
3: be that. Yeah. yeah yeah shout out to chris wallace uh yeah yeah, yeah. that's that place is fantastic also roman Mazda. style pizza i believe is what they call mm. it
4: yes she's all about that uh limited ingredients. she was like i want to taste the freshness of the ingredient and i want every dish to be simple so that you are purely enjoying like the natural taste that earth has given you. And I think that is a beautiful philosophy behind food. Also, she was like a chef owner at a very young age. She made bread. So good. She once made, um, Julia Childs cry on TV. How do you make something? I think Julia was going through
2: something at that point, (laughs) by the way, I don't (laughs) know.
4: If you watch watch the episode, the whole time, Julia's like, Oh, this is very nice. You know, I love your little store. So cute. And Nancy's like, okay, so here's the bread. Julia Childs tastes it. And she gets so quiet. Like, like, placidly quiet and a single tear pours from her eyes and she says i'm sorry this is so good there's never no one's ever given a compliment that tops that That that's the top of compliments
3: that's like i can't that's giving me chills and i'm like damn like i don't think what would be something like that i don't even know yeah god
2: that's that crème free
4: brioche tart (laughs) michael jordan compliments your free throw maybe
6: yeah. But Jordan
2: compliments the way I dunk from the free throw line.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you dunk from the free throw line, and then he just comes up to you, like crying in those same tears from like the last dance. He's like, man, I just. <laughs> Joe you Rogan
2: comes food. on our podcast with Bill Simmons Hell and no. is it, like, dude, this podcast is tight. You know? The <laughs> the the two best those are week. the objectively best podcasters, right? <laughs> yeah. Based on numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can make a Marvel Single film tier. so
4: good you change Scorsese's mind about Marvel films. There you oh. go.
2: Tops. Yeah. Okay. Tops. Tell him. I don't see him making any movies starring Iron Man, so maybe he should <laughs> yeah. shut his big mouth. Joel, <laughs> so, well, by the way, you, you are a, a film critique, a film yeah. fi- a film enjoyer, a film writer. what well, yeah. have have you seen any of the any of the big ones thus far that are coming up?
4: Actually, so Not really, unfortunately. I've watched a lot of old movies and a lot of really old television lately because of the strike. I haven't, you know, I've been more focused on them. I was like, this is a great opportunity to catch up on a lot of old stuff. On everything else. Yeah, so I've been (laughs) watching Doctor Who (laughs) for for like starting in the 2005 relaunch of that series, which has been really great. Reading a lot of audiobooks also. Great, yeah, you know, I, I, I Doctor started...
2: House, Doctor Medicine, Doctor Quit Medicine Woman. You, you, it sounds like you can't think of which doctor you've been watching. <laughs> sorry. Doc Doctor Octopus. Oh man, being a dad, like these these jokes, just you know, flow through me. We know. I we have know. to say them. I have to say yeah. them. I'm no, sorry. we know. We know, and we keep them in. <laughs> and we keep, we keep them in, them to in the teach show. Teach you a lesson, just so you know. <laughs> Amazing. What is uh, what's something you think is overrated?
4: Okay. He, don't get mad, internet. Just c- calm down. I think physically reading a book <laughs> is overrated because we now have audiobooks with expert narrators and you could just be going about doing the mundane things you have to do as an adult, okay? While you're eating your spinach and doing your dishes, mm-hmm. somebody with voice-level talent will come in and read you a book so good <laughs> And so, like, captivating. You won't be able to put it down. You can walk your dog. You don't have to stop and read. Mm -hmm. And I have ADD. My hands get fidgety. So when I'm reading, I'm like, I'm either up and pacing or, like, I'm putting it down and getting sidetracked and daydreaming and thinking about other stuff. I love physical books. I have many. I'm about to buy another bookshelf to store all of my books. But I really, really enjoy doing the audiobooks. I just got an e-library card, which I think is... The best thing I've done ever, I've stopped giving Amazon money to buy one new audiobook a month. And now I read like right. five audiobooks a month because I have Libby. my library card. Libby, the best app. It's so good. You can do, and you can still physically read books if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is great. The only problem, and it's not even really a problem with Libby, in order to be reasonable, they have to purchase the audiobooks and then lend them out at like a regular rate it's it's like, like one a physical at a copy. time right <laughs> yeah. yeah so they'll have like 30 like, copies and each one will be out pretend so then like, this
2: is a tape <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. So, so then you have to it's a weeks-long wait list sometimes it's like, there's a hot new book like the sequel to a book i just finished is coming out in a couple of weeks they're like you're 756th in line i was like what what
6: <laughs> no
4: <laughs> okay <laughs> fair may have to buy the book anyway but i really like it especially because sometimes if i'm have a physical copy of a book and i'm like this is really hard to get through or i'm feeling like a little stuck, or i need to get up and do other things i'm like let me just go see if it's on libby and i'll just skip forward to the chapter i'm at and now i'm picking up right where i left off it's a beautiful thing and i just don't i know some people are very like anti the audiobook like that's not real reading and i tell you the story got here all the messages they were trying to convey still up here in the brain i think it's totally valuable
3: yeah, it, I, I definitely have that, like, weird thing inside my head where, like, I'm like, this ain't reading. It's <laughs> listening. But also, I'm like, but I'm taking in the information. I know, like, there's a lot of there's always, like, think pieces about, like, is it? I, like, I listen to an audio book for my book club. Am I bad? Um, you're yeah. like, oh, look, it's it depends, you know, like, sure, you're going to engage Depend. your imagination a little bit more when you're reading a book. But, mm-hmm. if, like, some books... Like you're gonna, they're gonna hit the same whether you're reading them or listening to them. Obviously, like a technical manual, mm. probably not easy to like read because you kind of need to see all the shit out there. Yeah, funny, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Listen, somebody,
4: I mostly read fantasy novels anyway. Like right, and so being able to somebody who has like just all the voices and the cool stuff reading words that are not real words that the author made up, and now I know the actual pronunciation. That's beautiful. <laughs> right. Really appreciate that. And then oh, too, yeah. I think that there's something really magical about, like, I don't know, Carpet Time, where we got to read a book. Like, our teacher would read us a book for nap time. was, like, my favorite time in school. And there's definitely something being recreated in listening to an audiobook about that where I'm like, I don't think there's any less imagination if I'm still closing my eyes and picturing what's happening in the book. If someone's reading it to me, it just frees me up to be a I little think, bit looser with it.
3: I think look, it don't uh, th- I think where it gets like weird is like don't let it dissuade you. If you're something that interests you like no, I can't listen to that. I have to read it. Don't put that off. If you're going to yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're going to engage with the information, then just do it. It's better mm-hmm. than not engaging with like new ideas or information
4: so fuck I it. I agree. There are don't some books that I have to like physically read. Like Toni Morrison's Jazz, I tried to listen to the audio. It's like my favorite book. I read it like once a year. But I can't listen to the audiobook because there's a rhythmic syntax of the narrator isn't hitting and i was like this is i can't right, right, sink right. into yeah, what's happening here yeah. i have to read it in the format of her language that she like physically wrote uh or i'm reading uh babel right now i bought a physical copy while it's being read to me so that cuz reading it was yeah. a challenge cuz it's in I, multiple yeah. languages right? right so like the main character is chinese and so he's speaking a different language, and then he has to switch back to English, and I don't understand all the words. But you know, if somebody's reading it to me, oh man, now it's like I can just take it all in a lot easier. I can follow along. Right. I can highlight and take notes in my book while it's me. I just love it. I think it's fabulous. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think having both options available to me is really like my sweet spot. Of mm-hmm. like that is when I really take in a book if it's being read to me while I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. getting both because I'm I'm definitely more of a like I have created like cheats like I've found I've explored all the different apps for like having text read to you like and have like different you know I have our doc sometimes like the doc that we use to you know structure our show I have that read to me sometimes but like being able to read it and have it read to you at the same time like is how I've had great experiences with that in the past couple years and Yeah, you can also, like Gravity's Rainbow, I'd never made much of a dent in. And Mm -hmm. when I was on vacation last year, I was able to, like, get hundreds of pages into that by having it read to me while I was reading it with my eyes. And then I I lost steam when I got back. It's also
4: not our fault (laughs) we don't live in a world of, like, public transit. You used to be able to read a right. lot on like public transit or like while you're waiting for the bus if you can't do like motion sickness and stuff. But in LA, we're all in our cars all the time. And I think yeah. that this helps us bridge a gap. This is how we catch up to New York. Yeah. And our books read annually.
3: That's <laughs> right. We
4: need to be as <laughs> smart as New York. And we exactly. need to <laughs> offset
3: the difference between our cities. Yeah, by for <laughs> listening. All right.
2: Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear what you think is underrated and get into some news. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Joelle Monique, what is something that you think is underrated?
4: Multiple birthday celebrations. Yeah. Let me tell you. Okay. So some people (laughs) get really offended when they're like, your birthday is a day. And that is all you get. I have never subscribed to that because my birthday is October 1st. And so my birthday month starts with my birthday and ends with Halloween. It is a perfect bookend Mm. month. I'm not going to stop celebrating simply because the day has passed. makes zero sense to me. And I have like a lot of friends from different groups that, you know, not all of them are gonna overlap, but you kind of right. wanna like celebrate and hang out with all of them. Uh, you don't want people to feel upset when they're not invited to your party, then that becomes a whole thing. So my workaround has been I'll do a lot of small parties. I had two or three friends. So I like my very first party this year, we went to a super nice restaurant, which of course I can't remember the name of it now. And then we went and saw the musical Hades Town, which was so good to so have a fancy night with my fancy friends. Then I went to Descano Gardens, which is like a hey. it's like a big what's it called like is it Orborium? Is that what it is? It's, it's like, a
3: yeah, it's it's a, it's it's like a arboretum or yeah, you call it an arboretum yeah. slash uh, gardens. They're yeah, yeah. what do you call that? Floral what the fuck am I looking for? Like Huntington Huntington? Gardens. This <laughs> is what it's called. Just garden But isn't it like yeah. a, a no garden. What botanical garden? Botanical, botanical,
4: botanical gardens. Oh, there, it there, there it is. They got uh. all the different kinds of flowers, rose sections, and lilies and, it's Halloween and lilacs. Now, too. And right now it's Halloween themed, which means they have giant pumpkins that are carved. Ooh. They have like pumpkin statues and hay yeah. mazes and little installations. Yeah, I mean, like,
3: like, yeah, like whimsical. You can take
4: schools. your two-year-old there. All... Yeah,
3: I yeah. okay. they went there with my little party. baby. Yeah, yeah, okay. the yeah. guy's child was loving it. Yeah,
4: yeah, they got they got the lights that are flashing. It's beautiful. So I went. With any like people a... run
2: out of the woods with fake chainsaws? No, okay. no, uh, not no, 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 not, not even close. Not even
4: one jump scare. They never have, mind. Then <laughs> they have people, they do people all <laughs> <you> along <laughs> the path. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we did Go talk about that. We had the impulse to be like. Should we just start scaring these children and teach them what Halloween is really about? But that's yeah. inappropriate. Uh, yeah. They do have. Wait, what are I you gonna wanna... do
3: when your parents age and you're responsible <laughs> for their medical bills and you're just trying to build your own life? <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, that's just a thought uh, my generation has that we're deeply afraid of that we aren't really considering yet, and how medical debt could maybe be ours. Anyway, you go on, go on. <laughs> you're
4: not prepared. Uh, yeah. So it was. We rolled, I think, like fifteen deep which is great is a real like you walk about like a mile maybe it's like a very casual like weaving through of things they have churros there if there's churros it's Mm. gonna be magical yes yes and candy i can't do candy apples because they make my teeth hurt uh, By sticky and you have to bite into it and it's also hard. I just don't think they are meant for adults to eat. I think that's the no. thing you can do when you have a second set of teeth coming in, and it doesn't matter what happens to the first set behind yeah. your
3: adult teeth.
2: <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, I got unlimited teeth. My teeth, I got <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got rat teeth. They just keep growing. Kind of yeah. grind them <laughs> down. A Wait, do rat yeah. teeth keep growing? Yeah, they just keep growing, and as they get longer, like. So they have to, like, chew on things to, like, grind them down to
3: keep them from getting too
2: oh, long in their mouth. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, every that's why every aspect of the rat is
3: horrifying. It's truly. Really, just... yeah. Hey, man, that's my Zodiac year. You know, I'm a rat. But yeah. it explains why my teeth are always. What? What I got to file them down every <laughs> <for> three months. <laughs> the rat. But, <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. It's so just... multiple birthday celebrations. Have them. I got. What are we doing next week? Apple picking. We're going to apple picking. Amazing. Nice. Oh, Nice. Yeah. So I like, though, too, you're not trying
3: out. to do a thing where, like, everybody come to this nightclub and pay for my drinks. You're just Mm-mm. like, hey, it's a reason to get together, you know, and that's it. It's not... Because I, I remember when I was younger, there were people who did the very fucking, like, main character type of, like, sure. birthday two weeks. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? I'm being summoned to another fucking club
4: no, for someone's much. birthday. <laughs> and much. I'm like, no!
3: I'm like, I fucking hate clubs and... No, like I'm not paying yeah, you. have hit your the key shit.
4: element. You got to circulate through different friends or family. Like, this is my family party. This yeah. is my girl's party. This is my bros party. This is my nerd party. Like, mm-hmm. break it up into groups so that you're not overtaxing people or demanding too much. I also think it's great. My friend Cheyenne just had her birthday party and she was like, was place, nothing over $15. Wherever you're at financially, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> like, yeah. this is brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Easy. Oh. Easy.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, speaking of brilliant, RFK Jr. <laughs> <laughs> is what are you Fox News two months <laughs> he, ago or two, two weeks ago? ago? Yeah. Right. You know, guy sees the Matrix. He sees through it all, and he, you know, at first he was running as a challenger to Joe Biden as the Democratic spoiler, and you know he had a he had a rocky start to his campaign. He was uh, oh, yeah. the campaign event that was ruined by a deafening fart. And in that same campaign event, it was he was filmed claiming that COVID was genetically engineered to spare Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese people.
5: Ah,
3: so
2: just just uh, some
3: light anti-Semitism and xenophobia yes. there for yeah, just to kick exactly. things off yeah, yeah, for everybody.
2: Yeah, I'm sure I have to imagine he came back and said, I don't have an anti-Semitic bone in my body.
3: I don't, I'm, <laughs> no, did, he did. He did say some. It was yeah, something it, to that effect. Yeah, where it's of like, course. But it's like, you guys aren't getting what I'm saying. It's like, well, we're, no, we're, we're talking about what the implication is of what
2: you're yeah. saying. <laughs> so you might think, OK, after that, he's probably out of public embarrassments. But no, he had another event, uh, this one, to announce that he wouldn't be seeking the Democratic nomination. And instead, he will run for president as an independent and because there's no vaccine for incompetence and even if there was he wouldn't take it it did not go well he yeah um, he, like first there was like a a thing up that what what was his what
3: it was, was his it, campaign it was saying, slogan it was uh, saying like where is it declare your independence was so what he, was what it was
2: so the first thing that happened he is his new campaign slogan is declare your independence. And then like people heard like one of his campaign managers was like frantically going around being like, Take declare your independence off the TV. Take it off the TV. We're not ready That's to for the reveal, reveal that yet. That's not we're not ready to reveal that yet. And so they just like t- changed it to like the signal bars, like the multicolored bars. That yeah, like mean test like, tones of, Yeah. Yeah. That things have yeah. gone wrong with whatever TV signal. <laughs> that so that goes up instead. Meanwhile, there's a big sign that says declare your independence, like right behind. Just yeah, physical. We're just sign right there. there. And then he finally gets up on stage and sets up to reveal his uh to you know make his speech and then leaves leaves the stage again
3: dude just listen to this he shows up it's so comical he's like he's acting like me like on a first date where i do the thing where i forgot my wallet so i don't have to pay he's like oh he's like oh shit i don't have my fucking speech yeah. uh, and then it turns into a just a carnival here we go he's taking the stage patting his pockets ah I need my speech (laughs) People are laughing Uh, Hot mic Hot mic You
1: can't read anything
3: What?
2: (laughs) This is real What?
1: (laughs) Then comes back to lectern
2: Goes back again
3: He looks like he's like Starting to get pissed He says the teleprompter is now upside down and then, so then
2: the he crowd just is losing
4: energy just cr- waiting yeah
2: and oh then they're boy. like so bad but, but it's like this whole choreographed media thing where like there's like a swooping crane shot coming in over the audience <laughs> yeah. to like an empty lectern and he's, <laughs> he's like, he's, just, his like coat. he's like and he doesn't he doesn't look like he's dealing well with it you know like a pol- like some politicians would just like roll with it and be like mm-hmm. charismatic and be like You know, this is no big deal. He looked like he was like someone was getting fired for him having forgotten his speech was the impression (laughs) that you got. So, yeah, no vaccine for incompetence, unfortunately. And of course, he would not take it. I just wanted to repeat that joke from our writer, J.M. (laughs) I thought it was good. (laughs) So he may end up being the most formidable independent candidate since Ross Perot. Like, despite all of this, despite the anti Semitism, despite the anti vax stuff, anti vax stuff, or possibly because of the anti vax stuff, right? He, you know, this now puts him in a position where he's going to, like, currently he's polling at around 14%. 15% is what is required to, like, get into the presidential debates. Yeah. So this man could be in the presidential debates spreading vaccine truth or bullshit uh, which mm-hmm. is not not great for the future of the country not great for i don't know like it, everybody's claiming this is like a a win for their side but the when when you look at like who's actually freaking out about it it does seem like the the republican side is pretty unhappy with, with. Oh, yeah. this Development. I think well, whoever I think this is certainly aliens versus predator, whoever wins, we all lose type situation with him coming and joining and like being just any any extra RFK junior that the public gets is
3: probably an L for the public. Right. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that's wild, though, is like like you're saying the second he's like, yeah, I'm running as a Democrat. Right. The right wing media loved him because they immediately were like, just saw him purely as this is going to this is going to be a Biden spoiler. We love this guy. We fucking love this guy to the point that he was having more weekday appearances on fucking Fox than even like Ron DeSantis was. And he was getting name checked more than Mike Pence was when uh, Media Matters was doing like an analysis of Fox's coverage of him. And it started off so rosy, so lovely. Uh, We were hearing all kinds of things. Let me play something here. This is Jesse Waters uh, coming out right around the time that he announced his campaign to be like, this guy's this guy, this Democrat gets
5: it. So RFK Jr. has a vision. I mean, at least he has one. Biden has none. RFK (laughs) Jr.'s lane is on the populist left. Unlike Biden, he's against the deep state, obviously, because of what happened to his dad and uncle. (laughs) Anti-censorship. Remember, the Biden White House censored him over vaccines. He's riding a hot anti-corporate streak, especially against big pharma and big tech.
3: And then so it goes on to be like, this guy, like, you know, this guy's actually, this guy's got a head on, you know? There's, yeah. there's something about this guy. Uh, here's even uh, Sean Hannity, who at the time was like, this guy's got something. Like, this is because RFK is also doing the stuff of like, we need to strengthen the southern border and doing that whole xenophobic thing that appeals to people on the right. Uh, So here's Sean Hannity praising RFK when he visited the southern border.
5: Wow, that's a Democrat. RFK delivering a much needed dose of reality to the entire Democratic Party, all while gaining real support and sparking, quote, jitters inside of Biden's orbit. He's also against biological men and women's sports and was dead set against how the country was treated with regards to COVID and his candidacy is getting very interesting.
3: Ooh. <laughs> he's going, Yeah, this guy's also a transphobe.
2: And but he, so he just said he's against
4: biological men and women's sports.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That
4: those that's verbatim. But he, are you yeah. against you just against men and women playing sports? What's happening, uh- sir?
2: Biological the, men in women's men in, women's sports. in, sports. in women's yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Which is no, what they think is one of the. I just thought he
4: was
6: very
3: yeah, confused. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they're playing together. What's next?
1: Uh, mixed
3: doubles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they not at my yeah. country club.
2: Well, Miles, the Fox News is traditionally very ideologically consistent, and I can't imagine that they've changed their tune now that he's no longer running as a Democrat, right? Like, it would oh. seem like if he's not running as Democrat, make make them like him more, right? Yeah, I mean, don't I don't like
3: know, He's fucking RFK two nights ago on Hannity, and Hannity just fucking <laughs> comes for his neck. He's like, you think the NRA is a terrorist? You supported Hillary? Like, just being like, you're a lib asshole, aren't you? Wow. Here's just a little bit of that exchange when Hannity just fucking put him to the against the wall. Here we go.
5: So you've made in 2016, 17, 19 uh, endorsements. We know the years Gore, Kerry, Obama, Hillary, Bernie Sanders. They're all recent quotes. The NRA quote you made about calling them a terror group was 2018. So these are, these are recent positions you've had. That I'm not sure why the Democratic Party wouldn't allow you what to do compete. You, do you want to do you want to uh, talk about my position sean yes sir uh, yeah yeah yeah. want to read talking points from the trump campaign well excuse me these Uh, are not talking points these are called hannity points i do my own research oh
4: (laughs) (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) these are called hannity points
4: (laughs) that
3: is such a dad arguing with a teenager type rhetoric like they aren't called; these aren't called. It's not called unfair. They're called daddy's rules. Yeah. Okay, that's when what's you're going under on. My and roof. I did my research. Exactly.
2: We're not having an argument. I'm telling you how it is when you live <laughs> under this roof,
3: right? I don't need to explain myself. I'm the parent, and you're the child. Okay? <laughs> these aren't Trump points. These are daddy's points. <laughs> these
2: are Hannity <laughs> points. Trademark.
3: Uh <laughs> I do my own research. Like he did it all. Like he hit the whole all like all of the great retorts that you do. And someone's like, what are you even saying? I do my own research, man. Thank and you. And I guess it makes sense because really, for all the talk of like, oh, he's gonna spoil Biden's campaign or whatever, it's there's you gotta consider RFK Jr.'s appeal with anti-vaxxers. And when you couple that with the yeah. outrage from a lot of MAGA people, when like we've talked about when like Trump has been like, and I developed the vaccine, and people are like,
2: Fuck, you. Fuck Fuck you. the vaccine! Fuck you! Yeah.
0: That's
3: when you start to kind of see where they might be like, oh, is he gonna take our voters a little bit? Who knows here? Which way is it gonna crumble? But, yeah, uh, there are sweaty times right now at Fox. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. And, like, a lot of his campaign up to this point was funded by right-wing yeah. groups. <laughs> so, like, he kind of pulled a... Yoink on him, you know, yeah. and was like, yeah, I'll take your funding. That's great. I'm going to challenge Biden and Trump. I'm going to fuck both their campaigns up.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's we'll amazing, see. Though. Yeah. You hate
2: to see it, Miles. You really hate you to do. see
3: it. You really do. But the deep state, though, Jack, what do you think? Got him, <laughs> his him, his dad and his uncle.
2: Because of what I did to his dad and his uncle. I, you damn, it. that's just straightforward, self-evident Declaration that the CIA killed RFK and JFK on on Fox News.
3: Yeah, but yeah. Well no, people people don't they, they just go the deep state did it. The deep Whatever state. Whatever that right. is. This abstraction yeah, yeah. we just call the deep state. Yeah, yeah, they they did that. They did that.
2: Probably the guys
3: who tried to impeach Trump are the ones who did it. yeah Same I mean. guys. They're still alive. They're old yeah. though now. So they're yeah. not as spry as they used to be.
2: All right. Uh let's talk about scholastic book fairs. They're still out here. My kids' school had one. Where With the where, big red
3: bookcases still,
2: yeah. I think they have the big red bookcases, yeah, the, yeah. But they come in, set up big bookcases in a place that doesn't like not in the library, no, it's like in, in the parking the gym, lot. yeah. And oh, ours is in the parking lot. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I, I loved school. these. Like, did you guys love like when Scholastic came to town? Our, like,
4: Jack, we just had a whole conversation about books. I was like, Queen of Scholastic, book yeah, care, yeah. Okay, my mom yeah. would be like, Here's a sharp 20. Which if you spent your money wisely, you get like up to four books. Yeah, but probably yeah. like two and some stickers and, a pencil and like eraser. a nice bookshelf or a bookmark. Yes. A pencil eraser would be great. I usually went for bookmarks. I was always losing and bending them. But it was like the best mm. time of year. And if you were had on that pizza hut, additional scholastic stuff where you got a pizza and then like scholastic points. Were they doing that when y'all were kids?
3: No, wait. What? What did they
4: do at
2: Pizza? Yeah, hut? they were doing so, the they were doing the Pizza Hut when I when I was a kid.
4: Yeah. I think you like Wait. would read so many books, and then like take your stuff the oh, Pizza oh, Hut, oh. and then they would give you like the little, like either like a coupon thing or like yeah something. Oh some yeah, pizza we used to whatever. lie to get that. Lies, oh god!
3: Oh,
2: my no. Pizza Hut interrogated me using the Socratic <laughs> method to find out if I read the books. I love that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I we did that. We like our school would have days that were just reading. Like it was like once a year, but it would. They would have a day where you would like bring a blanket to school and just like pick a spot. Like people were like, you know, spread spread out with their books in the hallway, oh, and you just read the whole day. And it was like a competition magical. to see if you could like how many pages you could put away. Wait, really? Yeah, it was. That Damn. was fun. Shout out to Magzig Middle School in outside Dayton, Ohio.
3: I never even had shit like that. That
2: was yeah. Like, no,
4: they did not that let was us like a
3: day off.
2: Yeah, it was fun. That was that was middle school, but that was. That was a well, I want
3: to go back to middle school then. Me too.
2: Mm-hmm. Although really Madison style less cool now because uh, as of you know, Scholastic's still a major thing. It, it's holding one hundred twenty thousand book fairs at schools across the U.S. as of wow. twenty seventeen. But recently, they have been responding to people saying the book the book offerings are too diverse and they're they're forcing the woke agenda on our kids. Some school librarians have been posting on social media accusing Scholastic of giving schools an option to exclude diverse books from their fairs, including books on racial and LGBTQ plus issues. These are
3: the books like some of the books that are being like blacklisted are I, I can't like One is called Alma and How She Got Her Name. It's by one Martinez our Neal
2: it is the it's least a, a, it's, <laughs> it's yeah it's a caldecott honor
3: book you know that yes. gold seal when you're like this shit is approved <laughs> for children it's about yes. the origins of a girl's name uh yes. you are enough it's a book co-written by an 11 year old model and actress with down syndrome uh what? change things not on my by watch asshole yeah
5: <laughs> what
3: my? no don't show kids that don't let kids expect accept themselves uh, Change Things, that's by uh, uh, Amanda Gorman, her book, Refugee by Alan Gratz. It's about, about three stories of like 13 year olds that are like having to be refugees and shit from different perspectives and different time periods. And they're like, get this shit out of here.
2: Push your empathy on my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Can't Jesus. have them feeling empathy.
3: Which is wild too because it's done so cynically that all of those books are within, like, because you remember the Scholastic Fair is like, they've there's like these like metal cases that fold up in half and then they mm-hmm. wheel them in and out and then unlock them and open them up. So apparently they just have one of those red cases that has all the Ooh, diversity yeah. books in them. So they're super easy to just excise from the fucking book horrifying,
4: horrifying. Yeah, they, Some
2: librarians who opt to accept the diverse bookcase aren't getting it in time for the start of the fair. They're like, what? oh, sorry, guys. We uh this this one is. Heavier than the other Ah, ones. Uh, Fell off the truck again. Yeah, damn.
4: Jesus. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Scholastic is a for-profit company that continues to support J.K. Rowling, you know, and be like, yeah. well, she has her opinions, but uh, she also made us a lot of money. And
4: continues to make us a lot of money, will forever yeah. make us a lot of money. I yeah, can forgive, and... like, listen, JK Rowling is a terrible person, and we do not support her in any way, shape, or form. I can forgive a company being like, uh, this $11 billion can help me, like, fund, like, 27,000 artists coming up. I, I have less of a problem with that, but the idea that you're going to remove, diverse books from children's access is mine but like I can remember like I got books about like indigenous peoples like books about like like Mexican culture. like my first like chapter books about like other cultures directly came from the scholastic book fair and the idea that they're not available anymore and especially when you like zoom out and consider that most of these like book banning it's like what 11 people who are just yeah. hopping around to different school districts, being like, "Hey, get these books need to be banned," and people are folding to the pressure of a very small, tiny group of people who are just extremely loud. It's so yeah. disappointing.
3: Yeah, it's there are like reports of like parents just basically putting the money together if the school even denies having one and the parents have just been putting it on too like there, it's interesting to see how there there are responses from parents who are like this is fucked up he's like they deserve to have this fine that we'll fucking foot foot the bill to at least get the fucking bookcases somewhere but this has kind of been like they've been doing shit like this for a minute there was like another book that uh was about like these uh, this woman who's Japanese American was talking about, like, it's like a story about how her parents met, like, in the Japanese internment camp in yeah. World War II. And then the scholastic version of it, they asked her to take out, like, a phrase about, like, like the racism of America at that time and another mm-hmm. paragraph about it. And like, everyone was like, Are you fucking for real right now? In her now? Like, artist oh, sorry, statement. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They
4: wanted her to censor her artist. It's not even <clears throat> content from the book that you're already yeah. selling. It was like her artist statement in the back of the book about why she made it. Why were you censoring your own artists? Like, that is an insane thing to do. And and to your earlier point, Miles, like when I think about the books being banned, like Matthew Cherry's Hair Love, which is literally, literally about a little girl who really wants to have her hair done nice because she's going to go visit her mom. And dad has to learn how because she's not walking out of this house not looking good and then it turns out she really wanted to look good because her mom has cancer and just shaved all of her hair off and they used to have fun doing her hair in cute styles that's the entirety of the book at what point are you offended or do you need to protect a child from that right like those images like it's just so sinister
3: they're going to learn about the associated costs of cancer treatment and then they're going (laughs) to probably start advocating for medicare for all or universal health care or some shit like that it's (laughs) like really wild it really is, like, at, at every level, it's like they, they're they trying to, like, dull the development of, like, a sense of empathy from kids. Like, yeah. in anything. It's like, why can't it just be about those kids that live in that dang boxcar? Like, <laughs> right. That dang box they car, were poor. Right. They had a good time. You know what yeah. I mean? They bootstrapped it out of that boxcar, didn't they?
2: Yeah. This I, there There's also, you know, there's been the unexplicitly right-wing book fair, Brave Book Fair, uh, run by uh, the opposite of Brave Book Fair. Uh, but the that's Cowardly what Lions with. Book Fair. Yeah. It's run by the Christian publisher that Kirk Cameron works with. Okay. And the website also provides banners with the language through which to demand books be removed from book fairs at schools. So it's, <laughs> they're just trying to use technology to spread lazy like, you know, talking points and may, make it easier for people to start thought killing movements in, right. in schools.
4: Yeah, and it's, God bless well, the librarians yeah. out here doing the Lord's work, being like, uh, alarm <laughs> needs to be raised so people know what's happening. Um, and yeah. also making sure a lot of these books stay accessible to children, which I are yeah. really like,
3: What's this new coloring book? My Little Conf? What the hell <laughs> <fuck laughs> <fuck laughs> is this? Oh. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how that got in there. But it is, yeah. like, you know, it's it's just, I think what we're seeing, like, to your point, Joel, is, like, it's just a capitalist money-making machine. So, at every level, it's just, like, how do we sell more books? Because that's why now it's, like, there's, like, not even books. It's, like, part books. And it's, like, hey, you want toys? Mm-hmm. We got that shit, yeah. too. And a lot of mm-hmm. people are, like, this isn't helpful. Like, what the fuck is this? They're, like, I don't know if I may I thought a kid would want a remote control car or something, too.
2: Yeah. Just, that's Scholastic a- is <sighs> by no means, like, the, a good option for this like they they've really like kind of created a monopoly and have a stranglehold on the market and they yeah like you said they've been criticized by a consumer watchdog group for using their book clubs to push video games jewelry kits and toy cars to kids and (laughs) it's also some some gender
3: normative shit for the kiddies you know what i mean yeah it can be fucked up
2: for like kids who don't have the means to buy the books you know to like oh yeah yeah, it totally. becomes like a totally. a flex off for third graders. I remember, you know, I
3: remember I thought I was styling with fucking like the five bucks my mom gave me in first grade. And
0: yeah. at the
3: time, I got like a Pee Wee Scouts book and a Bobby Bonilla Mets poster. And I didn't even nice. fuck with the Mets, but I had to max out that five dollars. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'll fuck with Bobby Bo now in the Mets. Um, and then I remember I would see these other kids fucking armfuls of books and i was that was one of the moments i was like am i do I, is there such thing as rich kids like that's the first kind of <laughs> that was my first taste of seeing mm-hmm. like those that kind of difference in class obviously like difference than like you go to some kid's house and it's gigantic you're like holy shit oh how y'all living over here but before even all that because i would hang out with my friends i you know similar class seeing the kids come out with like 17 books and like everything from a case you're like oh fuck. yeah okay A little bit different. I'm doing things a little bit different. Okay, okay. All good.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we got to get Dolly Parton to come in and teach us how it's done. She, like, eradicated illiteracy in uh, Tennessee, basically. I think, like, 70, like, increased literacy by 73% in children. She just hands out free books. I like that idea. If Scholastic was a real one, they would just be like, here's some free books to the school. Yeah. Every child gets, like, two or three free books. Go ahead and read, children. Enjoy. Yeah.
3: It's
2: but like they, right. I think they're publicly traded. I think they're you know <laughs> they have to w- look at shareholder value, which is yeah. always what you want. Driving the education of your children is shareholder value.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah they're on NASDAQ. Hey, all right, man. Hey, hey guys, that's down to pretty cool, percent, dude. Hey, get in now, man. Buy the dip. That's <laughs> right. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break,
2: and we'll be right back. and we're back we are and uh, it was recently announced that the spacesuits for nasa's 2025 lunar mission will be designed by prada
4: hell yes
2: despite the fact that there's literally nobody on the moon to impress with fancy clothes that i guess a lot of people will be watching as they as they go to the moon and prada is going to have them looking good Ah, uh, the suits will provide, uh, quote, increased flexibility, maybe increased flexing, you know, <laughs> and uh, gr- greater protection for the astronauts. I don't buy that. Okay, increased flexibility. I'd be like, all right, they have access to like maybe different fabrics and like, you know, I could I, maybe on that. But Prada knows how to provide greater protection
3: than NASA. <laughs> That's yeah. I'm really? from space. How is it just because like they're just so good at textiles? Is that how they're just being like, yo, OK, if like we'll help you with the techno I don't even know. Like, are they developing spacesuit technology or they're merely designing it? How does it work here?
2: I don't know. It, I think it's it's, I guess it's
3: maybe the design to like, OK, have it dripped out. And they're yeah. like, it's actually the, the suits are too slim uh, to actually keep someone safe from the, <laughs> the the hostile environment of being in space. Right.
2: Yeah, it's a, very, a slim fit NASA yeah.
3: spacesuit. I'm so, is this sleeveless with a deep V-neck? <laughs> we had to take out
2: some tubes and shit, but uh, we figured, you know, you, you got to suffer to look good. Right, I right, right.
4: I'm disappointed. If these images are what prod uh, has come up with, not at all what I was expecting. I was like, oh, we're about to get the new sleek, hot shit uniform. Well, it was, well like, the ones Friday. at the
2: bottom, is that the one in the dock?
4: Yeah, the, those are those there.
2: are just past. Those are the space suits up, up to this point. Oh, okay, pre- all right, okay. Yeah, pre- okay. Prada,
3: pre Prada, okay. pre yeah. Prada, before <laughs> Prada.
2: They uh, Prada has just been tapped, so they they're, they're oh, okay. going into the lab right now.
4: Because look, here's the thing: every year at the Olympics, whatever big designer is like out of your country comes in and they design your like the walk. Whatever that big walk is, wherever all the countries come in. Yeah, in the very open yeah,
2: exactly. Those
4: all get designed. And each year we could sit back like we are fashion aficionados and be like, mm, not Mm-mm. the look this year. Tommy Hilfiger did not yeah, catch yeah. it. Tommy Hilfiger really hasn't hit since Salt Lake City. No. Uh, those uniforms were amazing. And then it's been like amazing. Ralph Lauren,
3: hasn't it? Yeah.
4: Did they switch to Ralph Lauren? Yeah, maybe that's why we're not hitting as much. I feel like we got we to gotta really embrace some new American designers. Virgil Abloh should have designed some opening uniforms absolutely uh, before we lost them yeah I think or for Ghana yeah <laughs> truly, <it's really,
3: laughs>
4: we have like and if we look back at like historically I think probably the most famous designer like couture designer uniforms are Hugo Boss's Nazi uniforms which, yeah you know obviously fuck the Nazis but their uniforms were clean uh, yes. the, the lines were, they were working, listen, listen yeah. you a Boss could cut a suit, that's all yeah. we're saying period of the story, guy <laughs> knew how to use some scissors, I just feel like if we're not going to bring that's I a... collect
3: the uniform no, 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 <laughs> nobody said that <laughs> nobody, said that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody <laughs> said that we
2: brought
4: all that, to you. all this of it should fashion. be gone wipe it Turn from the up. earth
2: they made <laughs> good <laughs> plates and cutlery, okay <laughs> I just like to show them to my other wealthy friends
4: <laughs> yeah, but if we if we could get you know a designer in here who could make it you know fashion i'm here yeah, for it i, I look cool. pretty aesthetics
2: i do too i think here's the thing all right so first of all like this story is just like so they were tapped to make the suits by axiom space the private space exploration company that recently inked a 228 million dollar contract with nasa to modernize spacesuits so basically you know huge sums of taxpayer money went to pay a corporate middleman who in turn hired a High-end Italian company. We'll see. Like it, maybe they look super clean. I just this brought to my attention that some of the spacesuits to this point have been have looked awesome, like way cooler than I feel like they had any right to mm. look, considering that they were designed by Playtex. Like they—that's who oh, really? designed these. Yeah, yeah.
4: Wow. Like the eighty-one,
2: the two eighty-one spacesuits. And the 88 orange one, like, we'll, we'll link Ooh. off to this image, are so... Dude, 81 so, is goaded. 81 is so goaded, yeah.
3: it's That's, like, the one that you always see, like, on Astronaut Ice Cream. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, that. The yellow one with, like, yeah, patches and, like, and shit. Oh, give me that. It's... Oh, <laughs> give me that. <laughs> give me that. <laughs> that's what I say when I look at a space suit. Give me that.
2: And it just, like, there are... Because I I think it, in the, I did have in the back of my head, like, those Olympic sweatsuits where they everybody enters the stadium. And mm. those are things where they're like, and we have our greatest fashion designers, like, designing these. And they never look as cool as you want them to. And I'm just wondering, like, wh- why, why did the spacesuit look as good as it did? And you know what may, maybe we can call out some other examples of just like uniforms or clothes that are just like that go way harder than they have any right to go because oh, like
4: man. can we talk about okay the 60s uh pan am stewardess yes. outfits well bam, we're just talking fashion my yeah. god pillbox blue like Sleek mini skirts and stuff, like you had to be model level hot to get high again. It was a sexist institution, and we don't support everything about it, but the suits were clean, yeah,
2: <laughs> I was gonna say baseball uniforms because they i don't know first of all, the baseball hat has just become so iconic, so like mm, that that mm, of mm. of all sportswear that's the one that is like you know taken over, crossed over the most i'd I'd have to assume like that mm-hmm. but Like part of it might be that the players are all like peak athletes or not all, but a lot of them are peak athletes. So they look great in anything that you're going to put them in. And unfortunately, that is the one sport where the managers wear like elderly (laughs) beer gut having managers also wear the same uniform. And in those cases, it's not quite as flattering, but. Right. I
4: think that's fair because it tells you, yeah. the the regular consumer, whether you're about to be able to pull this off or not. You're like, sir, you might want to wear your you... baseball top with a jean instead. Like, let's create a cleaner <laughs> <thinner> line <laughs> right. at the bottom. You can't do Untucked. high Stirrups, socks. too.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you need to wear stirrups. No need for that. No need for that. The stirrups are I mean,
2: such a flourish. It's like they're purely decorative. Yeah. You know, it's just like You're it's not cute. doing shit with that. Just need a second pair of socks with like a little, I think, I mean, I feel like bikini, the easy, little thong
3: at the bottom, <laughs> <laughs> the easiest <laughs> ones to like call out. I feel like just from a fashion sense are probably like polo and rugby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because like mm-hmm. we think of like the rugby shirt as like now has just in, just made its way as like a fashion silhouette polo obviously has like its own, like, you know, uh, she, she aesthetic. I don't know. I feel like Japanese school uniforms, uh, yeah. are also like kind of iconic. I don't know if they go harder than they need to, but it is something that inspires like a lot of other stuff. Late nineties, uh,
4: early aughts, it was really influencing a ton of stuff. At least yeah. in America, we were seeing yeah. it everywhere.
3: Because Sailor Moon too is like yeah, you know yes. that was that that's just sort of continuing that sort of like Japanese school sailor aesthetic or whatever. So hundred percent.
4: I There's would also say basketball like uniforms, especially yeah. as we consider, like, the basketball short and the absolute takeover that that had when we were so wearing basketball shorts. It's called my uniform. Hey, hmm. shorts as long j- as your pants. Is
3: yeah. Age. Oh, I used to have these shorts that were criminally long, like <laughs> mid-shin. And yeah. like I didn't have to sag them; they were that fucking long. I believe. And it. I would I used to wear a- another pair of basketball shorts under those in case like a game kicked off. i was like I can't ball in these baggy shorts, <laughs> but I got slightly less baggy shorts underneath them. Uh, that was definitely it. yeah my uniform for real. Yeah.
2: The basketball shoe, I said. The baseball hat, the basketball shoe are the two most cross most iconic. Yeah, yeah, most iconic crossover athletic things. I will and say polo shirt. No, wouldn't you say polo, polo shirt, shirt is definitely in there for sure. I would, like a a long shot, but if if you ever get a chance to look up the fencing gear, fencing gear is pretty cool looking. It does, does look, look
4: cool. It's not at all practical. It cannot not apply practical at all to it your looks, real life in any way, shape, or form. But it, it looks, looks
2: like one of those things that you would see either like that. Maybe this is what some of the characters in A Clockwork Orange were wearing. Like, it has, like, <laughs> Clockwork Orange vibes. And yeah, also, yeah. It, it looks like something you would see on a fashion runway, like, at Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And you would be like, well, that's impractical. And no one's ever going to... I'm never I'm never going to see someone wearing that. But it, right, it does yeah. cut a fine fashionable silhouette.
4: We can also get into military stuff. The bomber jacket.
6: Yeah. Huge, yeah.
4: Hugely uh, popular post, what is it, like, World War two world war one yeah yeah, the bomber yeah. Jacket. well there's like uh, the
3: leather bomber that's probably right after world war Two, and then 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 comes like the what is like like the m1a jacket or whatever it, there is so much too that's just taken from like military standard wear that's mm-hmm. like our over shirts but i think yeah. now you're seeing more like it's more like you know like hard like more like construction type shit that's becoming sure. more mainstream car art like yeah. kind of stuff and you know like looking like a like a lumberjack even though you you'd be day trading you know yeah. on your computer <laughs> all day but you got to look rugged like justin timberlake let him know but i do think 80s
2: nasa spacesuit probably not practical yet but in the future, when it becomes impossible to walk outside, yeah, with some be our sort time. of protection, that where I'm just saying, like invest in NASA spacesuits. There, my kids were astronauts one year for Halloween, and mm. that, you know, very easy costume to put on, take off, right. you know, just like helmet and onesie. Onesie, essentially, <laughs> yeah. it, it looked great. Like that, that was also, when I first had this impressive. thought. I was like. Damn, those look so cool. Like, they look great on you guys. Can
4: we talk about a terrible uniform? Have you guys seen the SpaceX uniforms? No. Oh, bro, they look bad. They yeah. look real what? bad. They look like bad Trek uniforms. <laughs> They're like white and...
3: Like Wait, is this gray. for real? Right? <laughs> this, is, this is... This is a joke, man, Tim. <laughs> oh, yeah, this sucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> these these look like people that die in a movie. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, these suits look, like, not up to whatever the fucking task is.
4: (laughs) This sci-fi film had a $12,000 budget.
3: Yeah. They're like, what do you got? They're like, I got this old jumpsuit from when I was doing painting (laughs) jobs. uh, And I could use that with some, like, rubber boots and my ex-girlfriend's motorcycle helmet. Okay. Yeah.
4: got it. And all you really need is a turtleneck in space, I guess. Because I don't feel like if I got jettisoned out of a capsule that I'm surviving very long in this thing. I don't. Are Because the shirt's. Okay, it looks like a pant-and-top set, not a, yeah. like, one-body uniform. Yeah, the like cold air is going to seep in
3: through there. It Otherwise, the cold air is going to get in.
4: I don't like it. I don't like it. Hideous, guys. I can't even begin to tell you how hideous these uniforms are.
3: Oof. Right, right. <laughs> it's wild, dude. I don't. They, these aren't really good uniforms, but, again, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right.
2: Well, Joel, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, where can people find you and follow you and all that good stuff? Oh
4: yeah, uh, I'm Joel Monique. You can follow me all over the internet at Joel Monique. That's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. I don't have enough time to actually find the name of this. Maybe I'll drop it so you guys can add it to the uh, comments. But there is an account on Instagram where all they do is they strip the paint off of old dressers. Now listen, it sounds boring <laughs> as hell. It no, sounds, sounds awful. Great. But what's really happening is these dressers are dirty and beat up and they're the kind of dressers you'd find on the side of the road and everyone would be like, ew, look at how tacky and trashy. They just strip and polish it and suddenly it's a beautiful work of art that you would absolutely want to have in your home. And all of the time it makes I hate buying new furniture because everything is built to last you like a max of seven years now, unless you have crazy money to invest in like a solid oak something. But right. this old furniture is still kicking around. Like, if you put in very minimal work, you could have beautiful pieces of art that will last you, like, another 50 years. And I just think it's inspiring to create something really, like, a like this really touching story about a woman whose brother died. And this was, like, the last thing that she had of his she couldn't really sell it. And she was like, I don't really know what to do with this. And then the woman was like, just bring it over to my house and I'll repair it and fix it up. And she didn't, the woman like bought it back from her. And now she has this beautiful piece from her brother's home in her house and it's restored. It's just, I just think it's really lovely to, to make old things new again.
2: Amazing. Miles, where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying?
3: Yeah, find me on uh, Twitter, or, or formerly X, as well as uh, Threads, uh, Instagram, and the like, at Miles of Gray. Been there, done that. Uh, also, check me out, uh, you know, on uh, the, the Good Thief, Twenty Day Fiance, and our basketball podcast, Miles and Jack Miles Got Jack Mad Boosties. boosties. Uh, and that's where we are at. Uh, let's see, a tweet that I like. Uh, this one's from at Digital Earn. It said, talk to my therapist about 9-11 for like 10 minutes today." Big milestone. She even told me that she's a fan of 9-11 memes. <laughs> 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 what a therapist. <laughs> wow.
2: Uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Katie Delaney tweeted, hoping one day a magazine has occasion to do a profile on me so I can finally find out in Beautiful prose what specific vibe I give off. When I enter a restaurant.
4: A dream. Truly. <laughs> that is the
2: dream. That You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes. In our footnotes where we Wait, link uh, off to the information that we talked about in today's episode As well as the song that we think you might enjoy Miles, what is a song that you think people might enjoy? I think you might enjoy
3: the drum and bass samba stylings of DJ oh. Patife P-A-T-I-F-E And this track is called Samba Scene S-A-M-B-A-S-S-I-M and this is a nice little samba, a oh. little drum and bass uh, Brazilian vibe. vibe for you. once told me. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, it's not that you one. Yeah, it, I was thinking for different. Hard.
1: Going, you re- <laughs> yeah,
3: no, you caught you caught me off guard with that one. That you snuck that <laughs> one in. Uh, so yeah, check this one out. It's a great listen. And just uh, yeah, pretend you're in like a like a Miami cafe as you listen to this. Okay, all right. Well, we will link off to that in
2: the footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get.